Do your neighbors judge you when you run around like a madman to the mailbox? Are you spending the last of your paycheck on a book of stamps? Do you find yourself printing form letters at 3 o'clock in the morning? Well, welcome to Autographers Anonymous. Welcome to Autographers Anonymous, a place where we discuss our addiction to the greatest hobby in the world. Let's go around the room. What's up, guys? It's Mike from the Autograph Network, a.k.a. The Godfather, and this is so much better than MySpace. Hey everybody, it's Troy Rudder, aka TTM Troy, and I love the look of some 1991 Don Russes in the morning or in the evening. Maybe at supper time. Don Russ is on the table. You can collect any time. Hey, my name is Zane Savage, and I purchased a Holy Grail item this week that you're going to see later in my returns. Wow. Well, speaking of that, let's go ahead and do returns, Mike. Okie dokie. Uh, got some cool stuff in, got some purchases, got some TTMs. Uh, we will start with purchases. Longtime friend of many of us here on the show, um, Dave Stoller, has started a Facebook group where he's selling stuff. So I picked up a bunch of random stuff. Uh, these are autographs that I got. Uh, Greg Gunberg, he was in one of the Star Wars movies, but Don Russ Americana, a couple of Olympic Signed cards, uh, Don Russ Americana, this is Emily Proctor, sorry about the glare, and a couple more Olympic cards, Amy Wambach, United States soccer player. Uh, let's see, got that in a giveaway from same site from Dave, uh, Chandler Riggs, Walking Dead. Picked up a small lot of... Uh, signed index cards, Bobby Richardson, 1960 World Series champ with the Yankees. He's still going, huh, man? He was running <laughs> back when I started. Yeah, I think some of these are older, too. They're not recent. Um, Pat Neshek, a fellow wow. uh, TTM collector, or auto- autograph collector, actually, <laughs> uh, Major League Baseball player. Uh, keep an eye on this one. This is Larry Kenny. Voice of Lino from the Thundercats with the Thundercats ho inscription. Called you a ho, dude. Hey. (laughs) Uh, This is the main reason I picked up this lot. This is Mort Walker, who, of course, does the drawing for Beetle Bailey, but that's a hand-drawn sketch. I got that lot for cheap. Um, This was also, keep an eye on this one, Bob Lilly on one of the custom cards. He's a Hall of Fame football player with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, This was a giveaway signed uh, Elite Wear, signed down here at the bottom by my finger. And this is also something I got from Dave, uh, Gilligan's Island, 8x10, Marianne. Just Dawn. Oh, so uh, Dawn Wells. Never mind. Mm-hmm. She yeah. wrote it under. Dawn Wells. Yep. So I think she started charging. She used to be a good TTM signer. She's going through some stuff right now. They had recently had a fundraiser for her health. Her health. Yeah, yeah, she was at my PO box in uh, Toluca Lake. They actually had uh, she was selling signed bottle openers for like ten dollars each because that's one of the jokes on Gilligan's Island. That's actually kind of cool. <laughs> Uh, before I get into the returns, I got one more purchase, and this is going to be something um, I don't do a lot of. Uh, PSA authenticating, but our buddy Garrett on card cutter 23 on YouTube um, runs a a site where he does, it's called slab city. 
but I'm going to submit this, pick this up for an amazing price. It's a Arnold Schwarzenegger signed <laughs> the last action hero card. So the guy said he got it TTM years and years ago. Uh, looks great from what I can tell, but I'm actually going to send that in because they do, I think, a $15 service fee for uh, for Garrett. So I will be submitting that plus a couple extra ones. Um, on to the TTMs. I'm going to save that one because that came in today, and it's an awesome return. But let's go into this, try and fly through these. Michael Enzing. You guys might know him as the concierge on the original Ghostbusters. Mm. Um, he was also in War Games. He is right there. An old movie with Matthew Broderick, who is, of course, a fan favorite of us TTMers. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, he was in Titanic also. <laughs> uh, nice to see this guy signing. If you guys grew up in Michigan like I did, this is Glenn Rice. And, of course, Long-time Michigan Wolverine, played years in uh, the NBA. But this is a cool shot. This is Glenn Rice. Uh, let's see, number 22 here. That's actually Andre Risen, the uh, really? NFL star. But this is uh, – the I don't remember the name of the team, but this was one of the most badass teams in Michigan history of uh, high school basketball. Another one, you don't see a lot of returns former Yankee and Texas Ranger. What up, Chase? Uh, this is Mark Texera. One World Series. Sign two. Uh, this one is actually a pretty special return. Um, I did pay a fee for it. It's $5 per, but I talked about this on my YouTube channel. It's pretty significant in hockey. Uh, if you guys know the name Jackie Robinson in baseball, you guys know what he did, right? Broke the color barrier. Well, this guy, his name is Willie O'Ree, and he is the first African-American to play in the NHL. So he's basically the Jackie Robinson of the NHL. Uh, sign three, played with the Boston Bruins. What up, Andy Summers? And he's also in the Hockey Hall of Fame, so pretty cool return there. Uh, Star Wars return. This is stunt woman, Wendy Leach. And, of course, she was the other droid here in the original Star Wars. Did some stunt work as C-3PO. And she was also the stunt woman in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Hmm. And that's her husband, hmm. Vic Armstrong, who's also a stuntman, but he's basically the stuntman for uh, Harrison Ford throughout all his movies. Uh, there's another shot on the set of Indiana Jones. Uh, another Star Wars return, Chris Nolan. Played one of the guards in Rogue One. Signed a couple more shots from Rogue One. Of course, he's getting impaled there by... Darth Vader's lightsaber. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, let's kind of skip through some of these. Of course, got to get my astronauts in. Paul Lockhart, as always, the official NASA portrait. The generic space shuttle launch. And a shot from something. I try and get something in space there. Uh, another Michigan return. 
this is Mike Hart. Appeared on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Longtime Wolverine, didn't do much in the NH or NFL. But he's now doing some work for the Indiana Hoosiers, I believe, their football program. Uh, nice to see an old return here. Jim Mudcat Grant, longtime baseball oh, player. Mudcat. Mudcat, and even signs Mudcat. So that's pretty cool. I just like the, like the name. You can see the autograph pretty well there. Uh, Harry Potter return. Uh, Kenneth Braun. It's hard to see, but he signed down here at the bottom in like a, like a gold pen. Or gold something. pen. <laughs> Took a while. And here's a, another shot. Same thing. Signed down at the bottom with a young Mr. Harry Potter. He always comes back smeared with me. I think I wrote to him twice and it's smeared every time. So yeah. congratulations <laughs> on the non-smear. Non-smear. Um, Eric Williams, longtime Dallas Cowboy. Cool inscription there with the, uh, what is this? World champs. Uh, let's see. Oh, I did make a couple, one more purchase before I get into the TTMs I got today. I'm actually bought these from Stacy Schaefer, uh, Disco Inferno. From who? <laughs> Who'd you buy them from? Double what? S, that autograph, dude. Oh. He, he's still, still around and kicking. Uh, Disco Inferno, WCW wrestler needed him. Uh, Barbara Walters, I've never actually got her TTM, so I just that's picked that up. Shaky. That's getting shaky. I've had several errors, and that's yeah, that good. actually looks pretty clean. So, yeah. uh, this is hmm. 2018, so not not too bad, but she's definitely getting up there in age. Definitely. Um, I tried to get this guy on this photo, he didn't sign it, but this is country music legend Charlie Pride. And he was a pretty well-known baseball player back in the day, too. And I wanted this photo, and Stacy got it, and I didn't. So I bought that from him. And then picked up some Hall of Famers, uh, just because can't ever pass up Hall of Famers. Uh, Lenny Moore with a Hall of Fame inscription. Johnny Robinson, who will sign one for free, and then he charges. Uh, Larry Little with a Hall of Fame inscription. He ain't that little. <laughs> he is not. <laughs> uh John Studred with Hall of Fame inscription. And last one I got from Stacy, I need this for my Miracle on Ice collection. Uh, this is Al Michaels, of course, who made the famous call, Do You Believe in Miracles? So that will go with the 1980 uh, Olympic team. And then the ones I got today, a uh, couple cool baseball returns. Jason Giambi signed a couple of minor league cards. So nice to see him. He doesn't sign a whole lot. So you send him a cool. <laughs> I did not. Um, and last one, sometimes I'm just kind of blown away by a return. And I've been writing to some Hall of Famers. And of course, sometimes you got to grease the wheels a little bit, even if they don't require a donation. It always helps to send some money. Uh, I wrote to Bruce Suter, and he signed two of two, nice. signed the two photos I sent. Uh, there's one with the Cubs. That's early. Cubs legend or Cardinals legend. Yep. <laughs> but it didn't stop there. This is this is why I'm blown away. Um, of course, you guys know I do the autographs for here in my letter and ask them if they want to sign something additional. Yeah. And I'd send it to them. Um, but he went ahead and sent me some extras. So Braves card, 87. 
Braves card, 88 tops. Cubs card, 78 tops. Uh, I think this is what, the 83 tops? I think so, something like that. And 83 tops. So pretty awesome to get five extra cards for autographs for a cure from a Hall of Famer who usually requires a donation just to get a signature. So, And if you wrote to him and didn't hear anything back, you probably just saw your cards. Probably, yeah. <laughs> so whoever sent these, thank you very much. <laughs> um, but that's it. It was a... I haven't, I haven't had a lot of stuff sent out in the last month or so just because work has been crazy, but I'm starting to get back into it and uh, start having more and more come in. So it's all good. Hey, I just yep. want to, uh, before we keep going, uh, thank everybody for watching live on Facebook. Uh, this is our second week on Facebook. Uh, we did a vote and uh, you guys are awesome. So thanks for showing up. Okay, <laughs> go ahead, Troy. Well, I had a couple purchases, some that I don't have on hand right now. I, I got kind of tired of, uh, People asking me what my PC was, so I decided to start a PC or a personal collection of someone actually from West Des Moines, Iowa, Jeremy Hellickson. And so I've been—he's uh, been really good TTM, and I decided to buy some of those from COMC, some uh, you know numbered ninety nines and fifteens and stuff like that. So. That's been kind of fun. Uh, also picked these up recently thanks to a gift card. Uh, they were actually on Amazon, not not the Bay, but uh, I picked up a slabbed Dave Winfield right there. And this one, <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> and uh, a little bit more for this one, uh, my second Cal Ripken for the 91 Donruss set. Slabbed already. That's a beautiful Ripken signature, by the way. Oh. It's uh, definitely like a paid signature. Probably got it done on a private signing. So that's nice. Yeah, I have another one, uh, and I think you might even have one more in that set. You know, kind of like Nolan Ryan, who's going to cost me eighty dollars a signature hey, for four hey, cards. Try Ryan's foundation. Send. I I got Ryan to sign when I was doing my top fan favorite set. Um, I actually had three cards needed signed by Ryan, and I was like. I'll try it. So I sent 15 bucks, three cards. He signed every single one and stickered it with his Nolan Ryan hologram on the back for 15 bucks. I'm not saying he'll do that for you to get like, but I mean, it might, it's worth a shot. (laughs) Maybe for like 25 bucks or 30 bucks. Well, his price list I think is 80, but yeah. Well, I know his price list was up, was up there when I was sending it to him too, but yeah. Hmm. Uh, looking through the TTMs, it's been an interesting couple of weeks. Things kind of slowed down cause I'm not sending as much, but, um, we got, uh, Jose Cruz on this 82 Fleer been getting a, a lot of those in and they look kind of cool. They're really colorful when you put them all, <laughs> all together and see them all at once. Uh, Steve Conroy of the NHL. Shiny. <laughs> no, not really. There, there you go, right on his face. Um, these came back today, and it looks like they were about 400 days. I actually sent these to uh, Anaheim, but they came back from Florida, so I didn't look him up and see if he's injured or if he's just getting back to his mail. But uh, Nolan Fontana signed two of two. Current player. 
Is that ballpoint pen? Yeah, looks oh, like man. it. Uh, Steve Renko, another 82 Fleer. Those do look cool. So they better look cool for a $130 a box, right? So. Hey, you got a Ripken <laughs> that you got like what? A nine or 10 on 10, right? Gem mint 10. Yeah. yeah. That's what I thought. So you got your money back. Hush. <laughs> if I sell it, if I sell it, um, another hockey return. I got Dave Taylor, uh, from the Kings signed three of three. Ooh, there's my shine. And this one, which you can just barely see. And then, of course, these are the pro sets that I think everybody has. The 1990 score cards there. Then this guy uh, <laughs> signed two of two and two of one. They both came back and they were sent about two years apart. So uh, Pete O'Brien of the Mariners. You can tell how many times I tried this guy. For the set. For the <laughs> set. <laughs> and then he sent one of his own, I guess, because he felt bad about keeping the mail. But You need to hook up with somebody that's doing the same set. Like, oh, there is. Um, there's this kid I met at Nationals that is doing the 91 Donruss set Perfect. as well. Um, but uh, haven't really offered. I, I w- he wanted to try to get as many as he could on his own. I so. uh, gotcha. But, uh, yeah, so, um, you know, I'm doing the 91 Don Russ and Chase is doing the uh, 91 Tops. No, Fleer. Yeah. The yellow ones. The yellow ones. So we're getting in a lot of the same people, which is kind of cool. And on Star Tiger, you look and you're like, oh, Chase got this guy back already. It's a good bet. So (laughs) that's a lot of fun. But, yeah, that's the recent acquisitions. I did do some more purchases for the 91 Don Russ. And there was a vendor from Nationals that has about uh, forty, <laughs> really, that, that for three dollars each. Um, that uh, I'm probably going to pop on at some point. Uh, nice. Obviously, I can't double check them when I'm here, but his yeah. other ones look pretty good. So cool. Um, uh, I want to answer yeah. a few questions in yeah. chat before I uh, do my returns. Um, Jody asked. Uh, what do I do with all my autos? I don't want to spend money to get authenticated. Um, we preach on here to do your research as much as possible. Um, you you can get opinions on Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. Just beware. The groups can be a little nasty sometimes. So <laughs> if it's an obvious fake, you may get like tore a new one. Shaq. Um, yeah, Shaq. <laughs> um, so uh, that's always an option. So take your stuff to a Facebook group, post it if you suspect that it's uh, fake. But uh, once you're in this hobby long enough, you're able to spot irregularities with certain signatures. So um, eventually just, uh, you know, envelop yourself in the hobby and learn how to spot fakes. Um, every signature is different. So you kind of get the, we'll talk about this later when it, when it comes to our, the case against, cause it comes in uh, into play. But um, for now, just go on Facebook and post in one of those groups and they should tell you an opinion. It's not gospel. Nobody's gospel. PSA is not gospel. So, uh, that's for sure. Yeah. And don't throw away autographs, put them in a pile to the side. If you think they're fake, I brought um, a mine. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> then, um, Chris Jacobs asked, uh, or he said that he hasn't got anything. He sent over a hundred requests in the past three months and he hasn't got anything since the fifth. It's kind of normal. I mean, TTMs, mm-hmm. uh, fluctuate. They, 
like I got real discouraged because I, I hadn't TTM'd in six years and I sent out like about a hundred and it came in so slow that I was like, oh man, I give up. Uh, so that's natural, man. I mean, you keep plugging at it. The more you plug at it, the more, uh, the more you'll get in. It's just the way it is. It's the same way with sales, people that sell stuff. Um, I'm a dealer obviously. So once you stop listing, you stop making money. That's the way it works. Um, so you just gotta keep plugging at it. So, um, Okay, so returns for me. I told you I had a holy grail item, right? Uh, let me go solo for this. Okay, so I, I bought a big bundle of autographs from somebody that said they knew nothing about autographs. Um, they said they found them in a folder during an auction. Um, so I didn't know whether they're blim or not, but the stuff looked uh, interesting, so I bought it. And this was one of the main reasons I bought it. I suspected when I saw it, uh, because I noticed the pattern uh, that it was auto pin. Uh, but you'll see why I was intrigued. So this is Muhammad Ali. And um, you'll recognize that signature because it's on top of every one of his little promo cards he used to send, send out uh, to get signed. But you'll also notice it's inscribed. Now, if that was like... Um, any other handwriting, I'd be like, okay, well, they sent out pre or auto pens and had a secretary and scrap them. That's Muhammad Ali's handwriting down to the way the nines curve at the end. Um, that so better not I'd say to Tony, it's Larry. Okay. <laughs> so to Larry from Muhammad Ali, and then he dated it, but did not sign it. So, Interesting piece. I don't know how this happened. Mm. I don't know if like there was a certain time where Muhammad always like people are sending to me and uh, selling my stuff. So I'll send them something that's inscribed by me, but not signed. Um, that's my only guess, but it's definitely the same auto pen signature that uh, everybody got on top of their cards. So um, I'd like to hear you guys' uh, hypothesis on what happened. If you want to type it in chat or uh, leave a comment when this goes on YouTube um, or on the podcast, you can leave it on Facebook. Um, so that was really interesting. I'm going to put that in my office because it was held by Muhammad Ali, but it's not his autograph. It's his handwriting. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of a weird one, man. Um, the Holy Grail I was talking about. Uh, you come across these once in a million years. Um, people, people strive to find things this rare and I ran into it in this lot. This, my friends is a pre-printed Jimmy Carter signature. <laughs> Feast your eyes upon the Jimmy Carter preprint. This may be the only one that exists. <laughs> I dare to say this photo is worth more than an actual sign. Jimmy Carter. <laughs> I'm kidding, guys. Uh, I just thought that was hilarious. You know, Jimmy Carter is one of the best TTM signers. And somebody we probably need to do the case against. Uh, there's been some th claims brought up recently about uh, old Jimmy um, on secretarials, possibly. So he'd be a good case against. Um, but I just thought that was hilarious. I had to show it off. So that was my holy grail. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, so for this next segment, uh, I'm going to call it the collector spotlight because we've never done it before. Um, and I want to show somebody on Instagram who has a very interesting concept for collecting. Um, this is dumb celeb drawings on Instagram. Let me show you what I'm talking about. 
Okay, so this is his Instagram right here. And we're going to go up to his first little drawing here. And I uh, hope you guys can see uh, what this is. This is a picture of Magic Johnson, the basketball player, hand-drawn by this guy. And he sent it to the creator of uh, Magic the Gathering, Richard Garfield. So do you see what he's doing? If you if you don't, let me go ahead and go to another one here. Here we have a cheese bacon cheeseburger autographed by Kevin Bacon. Okay. We'll go to another one here. I love these. This one is a Knights of the Old Republic game, crudely drawn, signed by Bobby Knight. <laughs> so what this guy does is he takes um, these drawings. He, he draws these random things and basically sends them off to uh, people that vaguely resemble the name of the item he drew. And uh, I don't know what he says in his letters, but uh, it's a really fun Instagram uh, to follow. So if you guys are on Instagram, definitely go follow this guy. He's already done a couple talk shows. Um, I might look into getting him on a, an episode sometime. I haven't talked to him or anything, but um, it, it's an interesting idea. I think it's more artistic than collector uh, driven. It's more of an art artistic endeavor, but um, definitely involves TTM autographs. So um, that's what we talk about when we talk about thinking outside the box. Um, kind of want you guys to be creative to get attention. Uh, be truthful. Always tell the truth. But if you have a creative idea like this, you could really strike somebody's attention and, um, and get yourself signed when other people can't. So uh, go check him out again. Uh, let me tell you his Instagram. It's dumb celebrity drawings. And that's all one word, dumb celebrity or dumb celeb drawings, dumb celeb drawings. Let me at least send you to the right place. Um, <laughs> so our topic for today, guys, our topic is how will the new foul pole netting affect IP collecting? So you guys know there was some drama with, um, let me go ahead and switch it off my own camera here. Um, there was some drama with uh, people getting hit with uh, baseballs. And I believe in Chicago, they extended the netting uh, over the all-star break uh, all the way to the foul pole, which obviously blocks fans from players. Um, and I don't remember who came up with this question, but uh, they brought it up and I was like, that's genius. Cause I don't know what they're going to do. Are they going to have little doors in the nets that you can open up or, um, I don't know. It's going to be real tough for those IPers to get, to get past that net. What, what do you guys think? Mm -hmm. It's, it's going to kill it. It's, I think you're right. I think I'm probably, and there's not going to be a door. Is there? No, it, it's, it's going to be solid netting, but they had something like that in, the Yankees and I think Boston played in uh, where was it England, and then they played in basically a soccer stadium, and the netting went across. So the way they were signing stuff is basically they had to push the net and slide something underneath. There's there's going to be that opportunity I think, but for the average person who is trying to get in person, I don't even think they're going to bother because the netting is going to be there. Think of it like a hockey game. You have the plexiglass all the way around. How many times you see an NHL star signed during the game? You don't. Yeah, and I think you're going to see that at Major League Baseball games now. Players aren't even going to bother. 
they're they may there's some people that get on the field with like passes and stuff and you'll have the guys that sign you know i think it's gonna the ipers are gonna wait more in like the the parking lot areas and try and catch them coming in or leaving and i think you're gonna see an increase in that but i think during the game uh it's gonna change how people like go about memorabilia instead of trying to get the autograph. I think you're going to see a lot more people in the outfield trying to get like home runs during batting practice. It means mm-hmm. less kid decoys for people that pay off the kid. To, hey, go get this sign, buddy. Yeah. I'll give you 10 bucks. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think you're right. Uh, unless they come up with some program. I know before the game. So you think, how do you, how do you think you're going to do it before the game though? Cause I know before the game signing is the most prolific. Um, do you think they're going to maybe go in the stands or no. what do you no. think is going to happen? No. I mean, the, the, that's the, gone too? Well, there's, there's some teams that will force players to do it as part of their uh, public relations. Like they got to go sit in a little, like behind a table in a booth and it's very organized. But as far as like just guys signing before the game, I, I think it's going to wipe it out then unless there's somewhere down the line that maybe they can get to, you know, past the foul pole, but that's most stadiums. You're going to be up, you know, 15 feet. And it's, it's going to be impossible just to be like hand something to somebody. Um, I, I just think major league stars are going to treat it like, I don't have to do it now because a lot of guys, when, when the public relation guy comes down into the clubhouse and says, you, you, and you, you're, you're up for signing. I mean, it's serious. Like, Right. The guys hate doing it because they got to go sit there and sign. They're they're forced to do it. It's pretty much like part of their contract. But I, I think just the average walking down the line, that's what they call it. You know, sometimes they'll start in the outfield and walk the line and they'll sign one just until they get to the dugout. And that's how it used to be. And I, I think those days are done. If you're, if you're listening and you're, you know, having anything to do with base, major league baseball, probably, Probably not there, but if you do, um, just an idea. You could have players sign balls and throw them out to the outfield stands before the game. It's an alternative. Mm-hmm. Meets you in the middle. Doesn't cut us collectors totally off. Um, and you're more likely to get somebody that wants the ball to keep it than somebody that's collecting or paying a kid off to go get a signature. So um, that would be an alternative. Just have sign, have certain people sign around the balls. I know they did this during the home run derby. Um, the, if you catch certain balls from certain players, they sign all their baseballs. So um, I know certain people that bought, caught balls looked at it, and it had the signature right there on the baseball. So um, just an idea, um, uh, kind of meet in the middle on that. Because I hate to see IP collecting die in baseball and have it reduced to heckling in the parking lot. But part of it too is like, it's gotten so bad, like the security, you know, it used to be, you could go down and hang out there, but now it's like, if you don't have a ticket for those areas, you're not getting down there. You know, Yankee stadium, those are what, $400 seats. And so you can only get down so far. So a lot of, a lot of the newer stadiums, they don't even allow access to get down that far anymore. You know, it's been dying for a long time. And I think just, between you know the security they don't want people hounding the players it was only you know people that had those first couple rows that could get them but now the fencing they're just gonna be like man they're gonna they're gonna take batting practice wave to the fans and adios they're in the clubhouse well that's kind of sad 
Um, <laughs> we'll see what uh, some of the IPRs we have on the show say. We'll bring it up. Uh, well, it might uh, it might up the attendance at the fan fest that the teams throw too. Well, that's the that's what they yeah. want. I mean, I think everything's starting to gear toward give us a buck, we'll give it you an auto. Right. I mean, that's, everything's starting to go that way. Um, especially the minor players, you know, don't make as much. They see that extra money coming in handy. So, um, <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, I don't have, I don't have much hope, especially now, Mike, you put a damper on it. I thought there was going to be like some <laughs> kind of middle ground where they'd be like, well, we could do this and we'll eventually try to work our way in and get the fans. It's done. It's, no, done. it's no, done. It's done. I, I, I know. I, I, I know. I think it was Chicago was the first one, but I think a couple other teams have announced that they're, going to expand them. I think Texas was one of them, but I haven't seen the full on. But when, when I started working for the minor league baseball team, it was funny because this is kind of unrelated, but when they built the new stadiums behind the, uh, the home plate area, they only had the nets up so high. The first foul ball went right screaming over into the suites area. That next day they had the fence or the, (laughs) the netting up high enough to block that, you know, they were trying to make it, you know, so they had a good view, but safe, safety comes first. And, you know, some of those balls come screaming in there and I can understand why they do it for a safety reason. Right. Yeah. But those I, people in the suites are the ones with the money. So you can watch yeah, those people. Take care of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, I think that covers that pretty well. Um, we're going to go ahead and move on to fanatic feedback where you guys are able to ask us questions. Um, all you have to do is go to our website and click fanatic feedback and fill out the form. So we have a couple questions for today. Uh, Mike, who's in the chat, actually, I saw him in here, um, asks, when are you going to invite the greatest Canadian TTM graffer to join your stable of graphing pimps? Oh, yeah, <laughs> dig it. Oh, wait. Yeah. And we, <laughs> oh, yeah, suck them. Um, we, uh, we're always open to new people. Uh, we have a little bit of... Uh, a few things we got to make sure everybody has if they want to be on the show, uh, make their make sure all the the eyes are dotted and the T's are crossed. But uh, yeah, if you're interested, just uh, I'll actually probably just email you back and uh, make sure you got some things, do a test run, make sure everything's good, and, and we'll see. So, uh, is, is this money, Mike? Yeah, yeah, it is. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he wants he, to go. He, he wants to go ten rounds with me. Oh, oh. yeah, that's right. <laughs> Well, that would be interesting, wouldn't it? <laughs> drama, drama, drama. Um, Chris um, asks, I was wondering what your take on calling someone to ask if you could send an autograph request is. For example, someone like an older politician, an old movie star, someone who would not be used to getting some, uh, so many requests, if any. Um, mm. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, this is a hobby for me that I enjoy. And talking to people that aren't expecting the phone call does not sound very fun for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and they may take it the totally the wrong way, where the letter is kind of innocu- innocuous, not as forceful, especially if you write it well. If it's like written poorly, maybe it could be weird. But um, <laughs> a phone call, <clears throat> I know if like uh, when I was like semi internet famous back in 2008. Uh, if I had one of my fans call me, I'd be like, how the hell did you get my number? And this is weird. Like, I, I would not enjoy it. I would much rather them write me a letter um, and I could respond that way. So what do you guys think? 
Yeah, I, I've never nah. thought about calling anybody. On the flip side, I've you know I've written letters and I used to include my business card that had my phone number on it, and I've either had somebody call me or you know say, hey, if you want to talk baseball, I had Ken. I think it was Ken Ratzer used to be a catcher for the uh, senators, but he caught a first pitch from JFK and he's like, Hey, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll call you sometime. And he actually did. You know, I obviously didn't pick up cause I don't recognize the number, but he left a voicemail, but it's just, that's, that's even weird for me when somebody's like, Oh yeah, call me and we can talk about this and that. And I'm like, mm, well, no, I want your autograph. I, yeah. I, I don't feel comfortable. Like, talking to somebody about their, their stuff. That's just not what I do, but I've had that happen a couple times actually. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely wouldn't call. So <laughs> especially as a first approach. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there, there's still people that won't even send to the home addresses. And I'm like, well, if they're, if they're Googleable, I don't have a problem with sending to the home address. Googleable. Googleable <laughs> with your drawings. Um, <laughs> but definitely I, I would not call because there are websites out there. Um, especially the, uh, what do you call them? The election, the donation mm-hmm. website yeah. where they list their home address with the telephone number, the, uh, national election reporting campaign right. contributions stuff, you know, it's like, yeah, n- no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, it's um, definitely taken it, I think, a step too far unless you already know the person. Maybe you met them and you told them you were going to call them, maybe, and you're comfortable with it. But uh, as a starting point, that's not a very good starting point, in my opinion. Like, um, I mean, maybe old, old people would see it charming, but like, I, I, I couldn't see it. Like I said, I was minorly semi popular back in the day on uh, a streaming plat- platform called Ustream. And if anybody did that to me, I'd be like, okay, I need to change my number. So <laughs> um, I'm, I'm not even semi popular. And if a number pops up that I don't recognize, I don't answer it. Yeah. No, well, it's everybody's like, like that now. <laughs> that telemarketing so bad. Right. So uh, yeah, that's probably true. That, that's another, uh, you probably wouldn't get an answer because so many people don't answer unknown numbers now. So uh, that's a good, another good point. <laughs> um, okay. So those were the two questions for fanatic feedback. Uh, if you guys have a question you want to ask the show, just go to autographersanonymous.com, click fanatic feedback and ask your question. Um, <clears throat> time to announce the giveaway winner from the last show. Woo-hoo! Uh, we give away an Andy Dick certified autograph card signed by the Dickster himself <laughs> right there. Um, <laughs> Um, that's, that's bold there too. That's uh, real, yeah, it is. That's a nice thick signature. Yeah. Um, so the winner of the Andy Dick autograph card is Andrew Snow. Andrew Snow. Congratulations, Andrew Snow. Um, we'll get that out to you ASAP. And I wanted to give a um, a shout out to Mike, who is in the chat, um, who who. Answered the question, um, how many autographs do you own? He had by far the most, um, 200,000 autographs. So quite a collection. Yeah, I know, right? It's crazy. Um, but the only one that matters is his Zane Savage from the past <laughs> win. So I had to give you a nod, man. I had to give you a nod. 
Zane um, Savage wants Zane. me to say these things. Hey, I made I made my amends with Shatner. <laughs> I we know. no longer have a beef. <laughs> um, so um, that was last week's giveaway. Now we have this week's giveaway. Mikey, go ahead and show them what they're going to win. Possibly. Okay, I've already showed these once, but uh, here is the first one. Uh, Larry Kenny, who is the voice of Lion-O from the original Thundercats cartoon. Even has the Thundercats Ho inscription. This is a signed index card. And then we have a custom card signed by NFL Hall of Famer Bob Lilly. He was inducted in the NFL Hall of Fame in 1980. Played for the Cowboys. And signed there in blue. Thanks. So both both will go to the same winner, one one winner take all. Yep. So if you're interested in winning some free autographs, all you have to do is go to our website once again, autographersanonymous.com. That's autographersanonymous.com. And answer this question. And this is a fun one, guys. This is a fun question. What would be your dream multi-signed item? What would be your dream multi-signed item? So like I know one off the bat that I would love to have would be like the crew of Apollo one that all passed away in the, 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 the shuttle fire. Hmm. Um, that would be amazing stuff like that. So, you know, probably whatever you're into, like one, like a rare dual, like multi-signed piece from whatever hobby you're into or subject. Hmm. Um, so go ahead and answer that question and uh, you're entered to win those uh, two autographs. So, um, now it's time for some fun, guys. The case against old school. Uh, Mike came up with this idea, and uh, we're going to do the two two of the most forged autographs in baseball: um, Mantle and Ted Williams. I'm going to start us off here, guys. Okay. So uh, we're going to start with Ted Williams. And basically what we're going to do on this, uh, we're going to show some um, authentic characteristics of uh, an autograph and some of the forged, common forgeries uh, associated with these two players. So uh, I, I, I kind of dreaded doing this because this is kind of different than what we did before. And I actually jumped into it and I really enjoyed it. So um, this is a, a kind of an iconic autograph picture. Um, this is Ted Williams' son, and uh, there's a story behind these two. We'll probably talk about it uh, here in a second, but his son is holding a forged Ted Williams signature, and his papa, old Teddy, is uh, holding an authentic Ted Williams signature, Um, and they look pretty damn good. I mean, both of them look pretty dang good. Um, There are a few tells we're going to talk about, though, on... uh, on tell Teddy ball, Teddy ball game signature. Um, this is Ted Williams early signature. So back in the forties, fifties, um, before it was really free flowing, it was kind of just a normal signature. So it looked like somebody that didn't sign autographs, just kind of wrote their name. Um, and then we have some authentic PSA examples. Um, go through these a little bit, kind of get a taste of old Teddy ball game signature. These are authentic, as far as we know, all certified by PSA. So, and we're going to move on here. 
Um, so those, what I showed you were various examples of authenticated signature from PSA. This is a, uh, what I would call a mid range Ted Williams signature, uh, probably the seventies, eighties, nineties, maybe even. Um, and it tends to be more lean. Uh, this is actually one you see, I, I see forged quite a bit. Um, it's kind of 50, 50 with his lean signature and what I call his fat signature, which is his later signature that I'm about to show you right now. Well, I guess he only lived to 99. So the nineties had to be the fat signature, right? Um, this is his fatter signature. Uh, this came out in 99. I believe he passed away in 99. Um, as you can see, it's a lot thicker, not as lean as the, uh, other signature. Um, I've actually owned, a Ted Williams signed book and it was a lean signature from the, I believe seventies. So um, now we're going to start moving into the secretarial category. This is a secretarial signature. Um, uh, you see this little arrow pointing here. That's because that is the tell on almost every Ted Williams signature. It's what everybody looks for. Although forgers have gotten pretty good at it lately. Um, and that is the crossover from the D to the W. Um, it is hard to do. Uh, Teddy Ballgame got really good at that because he signed his name so many times that that crossover from D to W was very fluid. Um, it was not in these forgeries I'm about to show you. So this is, again, a secretarial, not technically, a, well, it is forgery, but it's done on his behalf. Now, um, let's see. Yeah, this is a forgery of Mr. Williams and Mr. Mantle. Um, and if you can see right here where they connect, you can, you can almost see the hesitation in there because they're trying to get it perfect. Um, it looks almost like they slowed down as they came across here to get it right. And you'll see that in almost every single uh, for, forgery. Hmm. Um, on this one, Let's see, these are two of the more recent forgeries, or no, maybe these are Project Bullpen. I don't remember. Either way, these are forgeries. Um, the mantle here and the, the Ted Williams. And uh, they simply go wide with the connection to the W. And um, Teddy Ballgame did not sign like that during his thick, his thick years. Um, you tend to have a little complicated swoosh up here it doesn't go all the way back but uh, that was the tell on the williams uh mike you got anything to say on these because williams was a little harder to uh to yeah add. i i got pretty much the, the same thing you did i've got the same same pictures um i do have this let me see if i can get this in here this is actually my ted williams autograph uh, this is certified by Steiner and also has the number nine uh, certification. Um, but you can see. See there kind of. Yes. Ginormous. So I'm trying to get that out of here. But um, I saw a lot of the same things that you're you're talking about. Um, what I found with Ted uh, I look at the slants. Um, let's see if I can get a pencil here. Of course, I got I got the same same pictures here, but that's a classic uh, picture. The classic picture. Um, 
course, John, John Henry, um, we, we can talk about him later, but we'll talk about the end of the Ted Williams segment. Yeah. So what I found a lot of the same things you're looking at the, let me just make sure I'm in the right spot here from the, the Ted to the Williams, look at your, your gapping there and the connection but also the slant of the T. Uh, let me see if I can find another yeah, one. That was the tell on those forgeries I just showed you guys. I, yep. I, I totally forgot about that tell. Yeah. Yep. And let's see. This is this is a classic. You'll see a lot of these pop up on sites. If if it's multi-signed, you know, Williams and Mantle did a lot of lot of signings. Back in the the nineties, eighties, and nineties, they did a lot of shows, um, but I don't think they did a lot of the shows like today, where you know you you have a bunch of these guys and they sign multiple photos. It it was you know they signed one piece, and collectors back then weren't getting a lot of these signed by the same guys. But uh, here's a classic Ted Williams and. Ted was a great signer, but look how clean that is. If you see something that is pretty much straight across, Williams is he he's a classic autograph signer. Like we we talked about Cal Ripken in the in the beginning. These guys took pride in their autograph and they were very methodical about signing. Ripken is the same way. You know, he is Cal, his Jay, and the junior. It's pretty much the same. Williams has a lot of the same style in his signings, but it's it's rarely straight across. Right. It it has some fluctuation in in the Ted to the Williams. The W usually is a little lower than the uh, right the bottom of the Ted. So it, it's never it, it looks pretty much the same every time, but it's not you know, like a machine. It's not straight across. Um, yeah. These guys that forge, they usually have one signature. They forge, they practice one exact signature and they'll pump out as many as possible, but they look exactly the same, but Ted Williams didn't sign that way. Yeah. It, but it, when I, when I was looking at this, you know, I obviously, if you guys don't know anything about operation bullpen, please look up the the story, read the story, Look how big that was. And when you look at some of these Operation Bullpen signatures compared to the real ones, like that picture with uh, John and Ted, if you look close at that signature on the fake one compared to the real one, I mean, it's hard for me who I'm somebody who collects autographs and I look for the tells. But if, if you're average Joe collector, you're looking at that going, yeah. I'm going to buy, I'm going to buy both of them. You know, I couldn't find any, um, verified project bullpen, Ted Williams, uh, autographs. Uh, I found some that were like kind of linked in the article, but, uh, I wasn't comfortable saying they were exactly project bullpen. Uh, we'll sh- definitely show some mantle bullpens, but, uh, that was gigantic guys. You got to realize, um, whenever project bullpen was going on, they were cranking them out by the hundreds and they made what was like it was like millions i mean i can't remember the number was it 500 million dollars they made or something like that 
Uh, Maybe that was just a market in general. They they seized four four point nine million dollars worth of stuff in between five homes, uh, sixty three charges and convictions, uh, eighteen forgery rings dismantled, uh, over three three hundred million dollars in restitution paid over a thousand victims. Uh, just I mean it. For the FBI to get involved, and I mean, this was huge back in the day, and it is, you know, it it was something special. You know, they they took their time. It wasn't, you know, just fly by the seam of their pants. Some of these autographs are are scary, real. So yeah, and Marino was the biggest uh, culprit. Uh, he was the guy. I forget his first name, Greg Marino or something like that. Uh, yeah. He was the main forger and. Uh, his stuff is is widely known to be some of the best out there. So uh, we'll show. I'll definitely have some manuals Marino did that I'll show you uh, in our manual segment. But um, anything else you got on the uh, the tells of Williams? Oh, I forgot to tell. I'm an idiot. Now I remember <laughs> why I pulled these up. Let me go back to the solo shot. Sorry, guys. It, it's hard to remember exactly uh, why I pulled some of these photos. So um, another tell is the um, the D connecting and the. A connecting. So um, all of Williams's uh, autographs, let's see, you'll see they connect here. The D and the A, they always touch. Um, touch, touch, always. Um, touch, touch. Okay, so then we get into the forgeries. And uh, this one touches, but uh, the loop obviously gives it up. Along with the uh, the slant, uh, let's see. Yeah, here we go. Oh, yeah. So these do not touch. The A does not touch. Uh, the D. It looks like they almost tried to correct it there on the D. And this one, they definitely something's going on here where they try to draw a line there, or maybe it's somebody pointing out the uh, the forgery. But uh, that D definitely does not touch. And that A does not touch. There's like a little dot there. I don't know who did that, but um, so yeah, that's definitely another another tell. Go ahead, Mike. Or, uh, Troy, you got anything? Nope. Yeah, nope. I think I think just one more. Uh, I didn't find a lot of evidence of it, but if you look on the the photos that you have, some were saying the S on on Williams. The way it's closed and the angle it comes down, a lot of the forgers would kind of loop it and straight out more. With Williams, he was pretty much classic, a little shorter circle at the end and down. Um, let's see if I've got... Most of the forgeries I'm seeing get the down part. But I'm, I, I definitely saw a lot of bad forgeries. I didn't I didn't really pull any of the bad forgeries because if you're a collector, you should be able to point them. Like, it's like, okay, that's terrible. I'm not going to buy that. <laughs> so uh, we, I kind of pulled the stuff that was, you know, hard hard to hard to see. Mike, you got something to show? Uh, no, I okay. I think I'm good on on Williams. Okay. Well, uh, I am too. That on Williams, uh, there aren't. It's he's not forged as much as Mantle. Mantle is kind of the legendary signature that every forger uh, has done. <laughs> um, so it wasn't as fun doing Teddy Ball game, 
but uh, those are the known tells and those are some authentics and uh, you can use some of that information to see if uh, what you got, if you have one is real. Um, one, one thing we do have to talk about real quick before we move on, if we're going to move from son. Williams as, as John Henry. Yeah. So John Henry is William's son and he took over basically Ted Williams enterprises later in life. And uh, so some of the authenticated stuff that came out of John Henry's camp with the Williams authenticated sticker. It's the number nine on the green monster um, was not signed by Ted Williams. It was signed by John Henry, who I would, I would assume that his forge Ted Williams signature is pretty spot on because those have passed PSA and other authenticated for years with the authenticated Ted Williams sticker. Poisoned well, right? We've talked yeah. about that mm-hmm. theory before. Poisoned well enough, then the forgeries become authentic. Yeah. Like so Debbie just Reynolds. yeah, yeah. Just because if if you're looking to buy something and it has a you know number nine green monster sticker on it, does not guarantee that it was signed by Ted Williams because his his son was his son was dirty. Uh, basically, you know, he, he ran into some money problems and knew that he had a cash cow with his dad and he, he took full advantage of it. You know, that picture speaks volumes. I'm sure that's something that he signed and, you know, he, he passes off for years as authentic with the sticker because he had access to him. Makes you wonder if this ball he has in his hand right here is something that he signed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you wonder. Uh, that's scary too. Yeah. Um, so, uh, with that being said, let's go ahead and, and move on to Mickey, 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 you're so fine. Um, Mickey Mantle, um, possibly the most forged signature out there behind maybe Babe Ruth, but I think Mantle probably is forged more since it's more believable to get a Mantle than a, a Ruth. Um, definitely see better. I think you see better Mantles than Ruth's. Uh, Ruth's, well, I don't know. People take a lot of time with Ruth's with like aging and stuff, artificial aging, <laughs> things like that. But um, these are three mantle signatures. Uh, can you guys see these or um, is it too small? Do I need to zoom in? Okay. Um, so this was posted by PSA DNA. And uh, these are three early manual signatures that all pass PSA DNA, and they're all different. So um, zoom in. Um, this f- first one is very rudimentary, almost looks like a kid signature, Mickey Mantle. Um, this one is even more somehow rudimentary. It's not even in cursive. It's printed with a line under it. Again, these are all PSA DNA posted on PSA DNA's Instagram. And then uh, here's the classic Mickey Mantle, uh, but just signed Mick Mantle that mm-hmm. you see with uh, his early signature. So uh, I thought that was really interesting and, and a good thing to show off, uh, to start off with. So uh, then we move on again to his normal um, early signature, uh, the one you see more often as an early signature. Uh, but that just shows you how much it could vary as an early signature. Another early signature, PSA DNA. Then it starts getting weird. Um, he starts seeing the formation of his modern signature. Um, 
one of the keys, uh, if you have an inscribed Mickey Mantle and it says best wishes, the T is barely taller than the S, if at all. So um, if it says best wishes, always look for that. But uh, if it's a forger, they're most likely going to avoid writing an inscription. It lowers the value and increases the chance to get caught. So um, this is, uh, you can see it started taking form here. I think this is the 70s. Uh, you can see the modern M's um, start to take place. Uh, kind of a rush signature, probably, IP. Now, this is actually one. These are, I've owned these. Uh, uh, I bought all these from a guy. He had three mantle signed magazines um, and he got them in person. And uh, the signature is a little hard to see. Let me kind of zoom in here. Um, so, this is the modern signature that you guys see the, the late, uh, the early 90s signature. And uh, beautiful, beautiful autograph. He, he mastered it at this point. And man, he was signing it a lot. Uh, that's why mantle signatures are around 300 bucks um, and not worth more. Um, he signed a lot. He was a huge name, but if you sign that much, it's Pete Rose, you're listening to me? <laughs> you sign that much, your autograph's not going to be worth jack. Um, here's another magazine, same signing. And uh, I pulled these for one reason, to show some of the vari- variation um, just in one signing. So you can see how the M dicks, dips down and does the crossover here. Um, that's the same signing as here where it barely does the crossover. So uh, Mantle varied on the crossover on the, on the, on the first M if you're an audio listener. Um, also on the second M, but the first M seeds the most crossover um, as you can see right here. So then we're going to move on to the next one, which is a book signed by the mixture. And what I say about that T it's itty bitty, if not existent, we saw that on the earlier best wishes. And, uh, here we see it again. Um, this one's even lower than the S and, uh, you got the little whoosh here on the, the M that, uh, everybody tries to perfect, <laughs> but as we know, they fail many times and we're about to get into some of those fun ones. Uh, this is another authentically signed book. Good, clean signature. That one shows the overlap pretty well. Yep. And the overlap. Yep. And he was signing these books around the same time. So it's not a time thing. It's just sometimes he did the overlap and sometimes he, uh, he met it perfectly. It didn't really overlap. So, um, the classic card, the Griffey Ripken or the Griffey, uh, the Griffey mantle card. Um, I've wanted this card forever, but they're like two or three grand. So the dual signed is, um, so that'll probably never happen, but, uh, he adds the little nice little jut under the N on this one. I didn't actually see that much whenever I was studying the signatures. I was surprised cause I always knew the jut was on this famous card, but, uh, not on, not on a lot of his signatures, so kind of unique. Oh, my good, good Lord. What the heck is this? <laughs> my friends, let me inter- introduce you to <laughs> scoreboard autographs. Um, if you know anything about forgeries back in the day, um, scoreboard was terrible. They basically just trusted um, a huckster and sold a scoreboard, did a bunch of private signing autographs that were great. But the stuff they bought through certain people, especially the legends, they got huckstered on. Um, it's notoriously bad if it has a scoreboard COA with it because of this. 
Um, and this, I don't know how anybody would think this is real. Like even at the time, it's so precise and you can see where they, Oh, oh, oh I, I got to make an M. I got to make an M. Got to slow down a little bit. Um, <laughs> it's just bad guys. Um, so I had to show a scoreboard signature. I was surprised it was this bad. I can't believe they're getting shut down within a week of passing off this crap. But people just had the fever in the 90s for collecting, and I guess it just blinded them, literally. Um, now we get to the banana M's. Everybody, this is the famous <laughs> banana M's. Everybody talks about it. If you're talking about mantles, uh, if it's a banana, it's a it's a monkey mantle, uh, and uh, they're no good. Um, that basically means on the M's when they do the crossover, it's a it's a leaner uh, a leaner portion of the M makes it look like a banana. Um, <laughs> I, I I noticed it on more on the first name Mickey than I did on the second name. Usually the first name has the the banana M, but sometimes they have it on both. Um, here's some banana M's as you can see, banana, 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 banana. Banana. That one, see, and then that M doesn't, I wouldn't say that's a banana, but that one's definitely a banana. It almost looks like a moon to me, though, but I, I like banana. It's funnier. Well, it's like, the, it's like the one people who did these didn't even know there was an overlap because the, the ends of the banana are just like a V, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's like, just look a little closer. Well, they're just trying, to, trying to make a buck, Joy. <laughs> Give them a break. That's um, like saying authentic reprint. Yeah. yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, I think we're starting to get into the Project Bullpen signatures here. Let me check. Yeah, I believe this is a Project Bullpen signature. Hmm. Um, wait a second. No, because it's not, that's not a part. That's that's a, another banana, I think. Um, this is definitely a Project Bullpen signature. So, um, as you can see, this looks pretty pretty dang good, and. Uh, Project Bullpen mantles are notorious for uh, being hard to spot. Obviously, didn't do the banana, did the crossover like they're supposed to. Um, and everything else looks pretty dang good. Uh, another thing you look on, a lot of people miss, is the first part of the M after the swoosh is always high, um, higher than the, the rest of the M. Um, they got that down. They obviously, I think this is a Merino he studied that signature and he got it down perfect. I think I watched a documentary that said he had the best mantle in the game. Um, at the time, there's some people that do mantles better, I think now, but at the time he definitely did because this is pretty damn good. If I don't say so, if I do say so myself. <laughs> uh, but I have a way to debunk it, and I'll show you in a second. I I, I found out a little a little niche in in uh, in spotting these. Um, another another one here, a merino project bullpen mantle. This one's fun. So uh, can you guys tell me why this uh, signature here automatically uh, throws up a red flag? Can you look well, at it? He he did wear number six at one time. He did. But... He did. But that is the red flag. I'm yeah. not saying it's, it says it's fake, but as a red flag, <laughs> I was like, okay, what's going on here? So unless they specifically said, can you sign your old number six? Right. Well, and with his new signature, like it would be one thing if it was his old signature, but it's his new signature with a number six. Yeah. You see that a lot nowadays. So it's not as surprising, but back when he was uh, kicking around in the nineties, it would be a, a much rarer for them to mm-hmm. ask for something like that. So um, I just had to show that forgery because it was pretty interesting. 
I don't <laughs> know what they were thinking. Um, and these are the modern forgeries, guys. These are the ones that are closer. I think they're better than Marinos. Um, but uh, you got the crossover. Um, these are actually certified by some people that are taken seriously in the autograph field. Um, this one's a little sloppier because the, they didn't cross the M here, but uh, pretty dang good. Now I'm going to show you my tell, guys. I'm going to go through and show you my tell. Okay. This is the one I came up with, and I know Mike's going to have some other stuff too. But um, Okay, so the tell. Uh, the A and the N, okay? That's what I always look at on these. So um, these are the ones that I bought, and the A is going up to the N. It's almost uh, uh, you get done with the A, and you go directly up to the N. Um, it's a very distinct characteristic, uh, the way he signs again, a go directly up to the N a directly up to the N and also the rest of the N is a little almost weaker. It's, it's lower. Hmm. Um, it's not a prominent N a all the way up to the N. See how it just kind of juts out there. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't. It almost doesn't take time to form the letter in. It just kind of goes directly up to the end. And I'll, I'll show you what I mean here in a second. A directly up to the end. All right. Now we're getting to these, and you see how they form the letter in. It doesn't jut up to the end. It's an actual like you would write in cursive uh, normally. That's the terrible scoreboard forgery. Again, the A goes down and then forms a regular N. It doesn't jut up. Again, the A comes down, forms a regular N. The A comes down, forms a regular N. These are all forgeries. A comes down, forms a regular N. You see what I'm saying? I, like every, I mean, it's almost like too easy at this point. I, I hesitate if any forgers are listening. They're like, oh, that's what we're missing. Now we can get them, you know. But uh, <laughs> A comes down to form the regular N, every one. Even the, even the Marinos, man. A comes down, forms the regular N. I can be saying that in my sleep now. I know. Um, sorry. A comes down. <laughs> actually, this one actually, that, that's not too bad. That one, that one's closer. Makes me wonder on this one. I don't know. I don't know why they put that one in the forgery. Uh, you know what? That may not be a forgery. That may just be a mistaken uh, identity. I'd have to look at it closer. Uh, and here's the new ones. And, uh, they are getting closer, man. I mean, it's it's not it's not as obvious as the uh, the authentic ones, uh, but they're not as bad as the the Marinos. Um, a comes down and goes up a little bit to the end, and on this one, A comes down and kind of goes up to the end. So they're getting better, and that's scary <laughs> to me. Um, but I'm gonna shut up because I talked for like an hour. Um, Go ahead, Mike. Okay, so I'm the A know, goes up to the end. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm in the same boat. You know, I I looked at the same thing Zane said, so I, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on the same stuff he's talked about. What I'm going to show you guys, you know, I've I've got all the same photos, the banana M's and everything. You know, I've got I've got all my printouts. I found a couple things. All right, there we go. In 99% of the mantles that I saw that were authentic, 
the A is almost always closed. He very rarely left the A open. At least not not as much as the Forgers did. Um, if you look at try and find a better photo here. Banana, banana, banana. All right. I'm seeing a very small space in between every authentic one and a larger space on the forgeries. You think so? Yeah. Okay. I found... Oh, wait. Did I do that backwards? The Marinos. Okay, so the Marinos definitely closed it. So the Marino signatures, which are very prevalent, um, closed it all the way. Okay. Sorry. I I think you're backwards. I, I did that backwards. So yeah, I'm I'm looking at two different screens here. On mantles, where am I at here? Is that right? Am I there we go. On a lot of the forgers, they close the A completely. Um on Mickey's or you know, PSA authenticated ones, I mean it's it's tiny. You gotta look at it, but there's a, a very small gap where he makes his A and kind of loops down. Yep, and it's a very small opening. But if you look at a lot of the uh, banana ones, almost you know, if, if it's closed up, you're you're looking at basically, I think somebody that is trying to to trace a signature. Yeah, you're 100 percent right. Yeah, that's 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 the case. The the authentic ones are open a yep. little bit, there and the, there are some forgeries that try, attempt to leave it open. But yeah. it's not as smooth. No. And there's a lot of people close it. The so, Marino closed it. Marino yeah. closed it. So circle here. A close closed A. You know, it just he never really connected his A's. And what what I looked at is the flow and the slant. Um same thing with Williams. Mano once, you know, you showed his early signatures and he started off completely different from where he finished. But when he finished the dude was a machine. His his signature had a flow to it. And if you see anything, um, these are a couple of banana ones. And what I circled here is you'll see a, a it's almost like a hesitation. You know, somebody that's trying to to go like this, and the pen skips. Mantle's signature flowed. He may yep. have had a drinking problem, but it didn't show in his <laughs> signatures. Um, his his signature is beautiful. Even his his '90s stuff when he was getting towards the end of his life, you you couldn't tell. Uh, Williams got a little sloppy towards the end, like his thick signature. Yeah, it, it changed. But um, the later stuff of Mantle still had his very distinct stuff. Um, the other thing that I found, let me find a good. I've got a ton of stuff here. Um, this one's decent. The slant of the Mick. I'm backwards here. Okay. That one. The C and the K. If you look at an authentic signature of Mantle, the C and the K, the slant is almost exact. Um, when you look at a forged signature, um, this is a pretty good example here. Am I in the right spot here? Yeah, you are. Okay. The C, the Mick, the C and the K, there's usually a distinct difference between the size and the slant. Um, Mix was 
not far off as, as far as sizing. Right. Um, the, the C was definitely smaller, but on the same scale as the K right. and almost at the same exact kind of curvature of the C came back down and went right back up and almost the exact same pen stroke as the C into the K right. uh, if that, if that makes sense. But yeah. he was, it was, it was very fluid. And a lot of the, uh, a lot of the forgers that C the K yeah. goes crazy. Yeah. And it just like this one here, I mean, there, there's no flow It you know, it looks the C, like the C is barely even there. Right. So, um, I, we, we could go on and on, but I, I think there are some very obvious fakes to the mantles. Um, yeah. people have forged it and have made a lot of money and you can go on eBay right now and probably find hundreds of mantles that sold for anywhere between 50 to, you know, 200 bucks that are definite fakes. You know, we, we can spot them because we, you know, this is what we have a passion for. We have a passion for autographs. The average collector is not going to see them. Yeah. You know, when, when you start getting into stuff like uh, the operation bullpen, you know, they, like I said, they took it to another level. You know, mm-hmm. these guys were pros and they made a lot of money and they were, they were damn good at what they did. And it, to the point where like, as, as a collector, I'm scared how good they were. You know, when yeah. you start looking deep into it, um, my advice out of all this, if you were looking to buy something, either mantle DiMaggio Ruth, somebody, uh, the, probably the best advice I can give you is if it's too good to be true, it is too good to be true. Um, There's a reason somebody's not buying it at that price. Right. Mm-hmm. You, you're not going to pick up a, um, a Mickey Mantle signed baseball for a hundred bucks. I, I don't care if somebody's getting rid of their collection. If, if I was an autograph collector and I said, that's it, I'm getting out of the game. I know what I have in value. Um, and I'm not just going to give it away because I want to get out. Okay. I know that's valuable. If I have a legit Mickey Mantle autograph baseball and I'm not just going to say, okay, Facebook marketplace, here's a hundred bucks. Give it to me. Right. And I just want it gone. I'm going to say, okay, I've, I've invested a lot of time and money into this hobby. I want to get something out of it and be done. So I'm going to get my, you know, $250, $300, $400, $500, whatever it is. If there's an inscription, you know, I'm, I'm going to get it. So just be careful. Uh, I wouldn't, I would suggest if you are new to the hobby, go with an authenticated from somebody like PSA, JSA, somebody like that. One of the big threes, Beckett, um, you're going to pony up the cash, but it's, do your it's, research on those items too. Don't just right. so mm-hmm. trust them but, blindly, you know, but it, it's a safer bet than trying to buy something raw. Um, I even, even, you know, the three of us sitting here, you know, if, if I saw something, I would ask these two other co-hosts, I would send them a picture and be like, what do you think? You know, I, I would get their, their opinions on it before buying it. I mean, you know, I do a, ton of research on this kind of stuff if i'm going to buy something raw because i can get a good deal on it but i know i know the risk too and when you're talking about these guys you know it's they're the most forged autographs out there so just be very very careful and once you're in the hobby like us and ingrained in it there's a as an instinct that comes along 
and you see a signature, you feel there's something off about it. Uh, I think it's it's kind of interesting that that eventually happens uh, once you see so many signatures. You're like, can't put my finger on it exactly right now, but that does not look great. Like, there's something weird about that. Um, and and what, and these guys sign so much too. Like, if you miss out on one, there's a good chance another one's going to pop up sooner or later. You know, yeah. if if you miss out on a Mantle or a Williams, they signed a ton. You know, they're they're it still holds their value, but they signed a ton of stuff. Like the uh, the one I showed you from, I got that from Steiner. Um, I think they ran a Christmas deal, and I I spent I think either a hundred bucks. It was like a ninety nine dollars special on it. You know, they pop up every once in a while. So, Troy, yeah, you know, you guys, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a big uh, vintage guy at all. So, you know, I was pretty much limited to the uh, the banana discussion there. So, um, I personally, I wouldn't buy. I, I just wouldn't buy any of those guys. I, I just wouldn't be comfortable at all. Personally, I mean, I'm not a big vintage guy. So. Um, well, well, yeah. let's. Uh, Chase has a, a mantle that he suspects, like, is kind of. I'm not sure about that. Sorry, my, my legs are <laughs> um, So Chase has a mantle autograph he suspects that is a little weird, uh, but he, it might be authentic. Um, I'm, I'm going to let him talk about that next time he's on, but uh, I think he's going to do something special with it for the show. So uh, we can look forward to that. Um, yeah, I love this. I had fun. Um, Sorry, it was a long segment, guys. These things take a long time to look at and go over. Um, so, so I apologize about the length and a lot of detail and a lot of blathering. But um, hopefully you get some information out of it and uh, learn some tricks of identifying fakes in your collection. And least, if you're listening to this on the audio only, you're really missing out. So oh, I apologize to our audio listeners right now. Um, if you're interested in this segment... Um, I actually might put a disclaimer before the segment be like, if you're listening on audio, you might just go ahead and skip past this part. <laughs> but um, yeah, go to our YouTube channel and you can watch what we're talking about. Uh, in yeah. the video If you're interested in that. So that's what um, I was getting at. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's it guys. That, that ends the show. Um, don't forget to go to our website, autographersanonymous.com and uh, send us some feedback, fanatic feedback, ask us a question and we'll answer it on the show. Um, Facebook was great. You guys were great. Uh, thanks for the questions during the show and the chat. We appreciate it. Uh, we can actually put those on our screen using our program. So that's a cool little feature we got. <laughs> um, and, uh, it's promotion time. So Mikey, uh, just real quick, you know, last week I was, or a couple weeks ago, I was off on vacation and I really enjoyed the Q and a show that you, uh, Zane and Chase did. So shoot, shoot us questions, guys. We love, you know, interacting with you guys and answering your questions and it just gives us topics to talk about. So, um, feel free to send any questions you have about anything autograph related. Um, and just go to autographersanonymous.com or graphers AA and all the links to everyone's YouTube channel and websites are there. Troy. Yeah. So, uh, autographersanonymous.com is pretty cool. If you haven't seen our new, uh, I guess, I don't know if it's still new artwork that was commissioned of all of us. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess, I guess my final thoughts are, you know, uh, you can find me at ttmautograph.com or ttmautograph on all the social networks, but, um, just a hint, 
you know, I've been getting a lot of messages lately about uh, look this address up for me. And I think everybody's pretty much in agreement on this podcast that we all use something called Star Tiger uh, almost exclusively, not exclusively, but almost. I think yeah. we all recommend Star Tiger. We're all on there. So if you're interested in getting addresses, that is a paid way to go. And then there's also fanmail.biz, but just uh, do a little bit of research. You know, you can't expect uh, other people to do everything for you. And yeah. then when the things come in, do some more research. Like uh, Zane is famous for saying, do, do research, research. <laughs> to, uh, to just check them and see if they are real. So that's yep. all I got. So. Alrighty. And um, I run a business on eBay called Bargain History. You can go to bargainhistory.com to get to that. And Fabric Fobs, where we have celebrity clothing and a keychain. And that's at fabricfobs.com. Thanks for listening and watching, guys. Thanks to uh, everybody on Facebook that showed up and uh, joined in on chat. We really enjoyed it. I think <laughs> this is the way we're going to do it from here on out for for now. It, it always changes, but for now, this this seems like it's working the best. So, uh, <laughs> again, thanks for listening, and uh, you take care, all of you autograph addicts.